a Lifetime Original Podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't want it to come out. I really didn't. That's so funny. I love a Lifetime movie. You know they stank. They stank like a butt. Skippity-doo-dah, he's a murderer. Yeah. They doing evil. They doing evil. What you need eight legs for? Where you got to be? Seen it before, God. Try better. Um, Seen it before, God. Oh, my God. You are off the rails. And I love it. My ideal pornography is just a man apologizing. Fully clothed. Fully clothed. (laughs) I promise you. I promise you. I don't remember it, but killing Javier was an accident. I swear. Oh, God, this isn't going to be good. Hello, baby booze, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I'm one of your hosts, Naomi Paragon, and I'm here with the stunning, okay, stunning Megan Gailey. How you doing, Megan? I'm good. I have makeup on today, so that's why <laughs> Naomi said stunning. Stunning, and you stunting on these hoes. I'm like, how Thank does it you. feel? Are you tired from stunting on these hoes? I'm exhausted, truly. <laughs> it's exhausting. I've got like a little little leather legging on. Ooh, leather. I know. Can't, it, that's beneath you. Can't even see. Naomi, I have really missed you. I know it's only been a week, how it always is. But I, I was thinking today. I was like, gosh, I'm really excited to see Naomi. That makes me so happy because there was a point at which I was like, should I Facetime Megan? Mm. And just like see where she's at because I was mm-hmm. like thinking of you because we didn't yeah. text as much as we normally do this week about the movie. You know, normally we get into it. Yeah, I was in Palm Springs and so I was sort of vacationing. You were vacationing, absolutely. I was vacationing and vacation, Megan. She goes, whoo, she's <laughs> off the grid. She's <laughs> off the damn planet. Oh, that's good. I, yeah. I'm like not good at. Well, I don't know. I guess I can kind of go off the grid when it comes to like doing a vacation I don't know I just feel like I never put my dang phone down I know but it's I mean the nice thing about Palm Springs it's so hot that your phone like will explode Mm -hmm. and so you like can't have it out in the heat that's actually very good that's very smart (laughs) that's very smart that's why I go there (laughs) to separate from my phone and be with the heat oh my god you're such a Nancy Myers movie um I you know Megan but I did we did briefly communicate yesterday when I went through a harrowing ordeal when my internet was out until and, about and 4 p.m. How long did it last? It was, I we woke up to it out. So, <gasps> you know, overnight, who knows? Oh my and God, like then, home alone? Like, ah! Exactly. <laughs> we missed the plane. And then it didn't, it didn't come back to like 4 p.m. And when I tell you, I was, I was at a loss. You know, you know how I had sex, Megan? Oh, That's, wow. I, Honey, at what point I said, well, what else are we doing? Right. Come to the watch anything. Let's kill some time. That's what I did. And then Andy's like, oh, the internet's out again. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't know what to do with myself. I'm like such a, terrible. I I will not be able to live through any kind of hardship if I can't handle anything out. This is why Biden is saying, (laughs) like, reliable internet is infrastructure. That's true. It's true. I mean, we're in the working from home life. Oh you my know? god! Let alone if I had to like be in a class or something. But yeah, if you had children trying to learn, oh I mean, god. oh yeah. If I was a kid in virtual school this year, I would just pray for my internet to be out every day. 
But no, you wouldn't because you need your internet. Where else are you going to watch Baby Shark? Isn't that what I kids are watching? True. Baby yeah, Shark. Kids don't want to go know. outside. They don't want to go out. I mean, especially not the children in Palm Springs where they'll just combust. And honey, speaking of that, you guys, today, Megan and I are here to talk to you about the movie A Murder to Remember. Mm. Now, this movie is inspired by Anne Rule's true crime collection, Empty Promises. And this movie follows Javier and Robin Rivera, a young couple who are celebrating their one year anniversary on a camping trip. But when Javier ends up dead, Robin finds herself alone in the wilderness. She accepts help from another camper, a guy named Sam. But is Sam there to protect Robin or does she need protecting from him? That is what we had to find out. And as I mentioned, did you hear me say true crime collection? Because mm-hmm. I did. Because this mm-hmm. one's based on a true story. The journey we follow happened to someone. Happened in 1976. These are real people. Yeah. This is definitely our first four, four, four A. <laughs> See, I got in my head about saying it. This is Y'all, our first Megan foray. Said foyer before, and uh, I just thought it was so funny. Foyer. I said, this is our first foyer into the, just like a true Indiana public school hillbilly. This is our first foray into true crime. We've done true romance. Of course. With Harry and Megan, but this is true crime, real people. Um, just to provide a, a trigger warning for listeners. There is sexual assault referenced in this, but not graphically seen. And we also will not be, we're not here to take you down a dark path, okay? But I will say, Megan and I, this was tough for us because again, you know, we come here, we want to give you lols. You know, we want to give you a little fun time. And so this one, it was like, whoo, honey, it got a little dark, dark, dark. But it's going to be like very beautiful. So stay with us on this journey if you are so inclined. All right? Mm -hmm. Because at the end, we're going to have two very special guests to help us digest what we're about to talk about. The hosts of That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast, Lisa Traeger and Kara Clank. So stick around because we about to get into it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now, Naomi, you seem to know who Anne Rule is. So yes, you know, okay. it's based on a story in a book by Anne Rule. Mm-hmm. And if y'all know, Anne Rule basically was made famous for her work friendship with Ted Bundy. And she wrote a book like My Friend Ted, you know, shortly after he was caught. Oh, and he's the one that was handsome. Allegedly. And and would like be like, I'm going to help you with women. And then. Yeah. And I think he actually murdered women in my sorority, too. Well, I knew there were some sorority girls. Was he yeah, in Indiana? They were Kyo, they, no, it wasn't in oh, So not my. Group. I see. I yeah, see. it was Kyo's like in Florida and I was a Kyo in Indiana. Oh, boy. So this movie starts off and immediately we see like a dirty, sickly couple in a pickup truck. Just filthy. Fil- they're so dirty. The guy is coughing. There's blood. It's going to be okay. It's almost over. You just have to hold on a little longer. 
And I'm like, okay, having serious COVID vibes. Yes. I was like, you cannot be coughing that hard in the time of the pandemic. No. And it was like, oh my God. And immediately I was like, they're drifters. Uh-huh. And I immediately was like, okay, this must be the couple who's celebrating their anniversary. And then you guys, it changes right up. This couple, they walk, we see them enter a police station. And the young woman says, there was an accident. And then the late the lady sheriff, and I do say lady sheriff on purpose uh-huh. because that mm-hmm. was her energy, honey. She yes. gave me just like female strength. I'm going to have you take a seat, Mr. Sam Turner, ma'am. That's a nasty cough. Mavis, fetch him some cold medicine. The whole sheriff's office department was yeah. female. And I think we need to do more of that, whether that was fictional or not. <laughs> The, uh, the like the uh, administrative assistant, a woman, the sheriff, a woman. We didn't see any men. There were in two that. tubby men, but they literally did not speak. And I thought they beautiful. were there to eat lunch and then get out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get out of here, you old <laughs> mean chunkheads. Oh, my God. It was curry. It was so good. And like she's like very kind of grizzled, has a steely gaze. And so and oh, to me, exactly what a woman would know. She takes one look at this couple and, and she's she, like. She we says gotta to get the, them separate. Separate. Yes. She says that she's like, come talk to me, uh-huh. ma'am. She like brings the girl aside. Now I heard the part about your husband being shot. You want to tell me how that happened? And so basically, which I thought was an interesting bookend, it's basically like it's all kind of flashback structure. It is, right. So we learn the story as she's telling it mm-hmm. to the police officer. And it turns out I was very wrong, guys. They were not the couple. No. They were not the couple. There was an accident. A bad one. My husband, Javier, was shot. We were were hunting and the gun just went off. And and this movie sort of has, and, and this was definitely an artistic choice, it's... It's dark, like, and I don't yeah. mean just in theme. Like when visually, the, yep, it the is, direct, the, yep, the cinematography, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, very overcast. It's overcast, and 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 the subject matter is dark, but then you cast it in sort of this like gray tone yep. too that I found to be uh, very like pitch perfect. I guess huh, you know. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because even as even as we see the as the flashbacks begin, and Robin is the name of the young woman who is at the police station telling her story. As we see her embarking on the positive parts of the trip, it's her and her husband Javier. I, I, I was not on a trip to Hawaii like you asked. I'm just really. Hey, you promised me Thailand. Thailand, Hawaii, Peoria. Where are we going, babe? Cute as a button. So cute. They look very young. Very young, right? I mean, literally, I was like, she looks 17, he looks 24. Mm -hmm. Like, that's like, when I saw them, I was like, oh, God. It was very, very young. Now, I think... I think I know the answer to this. So the story that this is based on happened in 1976. I got the vibe that the movie was being set then or no? No, I don't think it was being set then. But I did notice, I mean, 
And we'll talk about Old cars. Like, there's like old cars, but then there's like a new Subaru. Which is why I think it was more, it was it was striking this balance. Because think about it, because the big thing to me was I was like, where are they cell phones? I was like, I yeah. need a cell phone. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then when I realized again, the true story was in, you know, far before cell phones. I was like, okay, I see what they're doing. So I think, it, you know, so, sometimes they'll do that. And I feel like Lifetime movies can do this, where it's like, mm-hmm. it's of no time. And it's, it's of, of no, no location. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like... It, it, it happened, and yeah. it's sort of just in the ether, and you don't know. Okay. Right. All right. So Javier and Robin are going on a trip for their first anniversary, and he hands her a gift bag, and is like, I wrapped it extra special, and it looks like shit. Okay, so, <laughs> and then she opens it, and it's even worse than shit, because it is toilet paper. <laughs> One year for every piece. Mm. Oh, my God. I love it. The first anniversary is paper, and he gives her toilet paper. And what's even sadder is the fact that she loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Robin was giddy, you guys. She kissed him. I mean, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. He is is taking her hostage. You know what Uh I mean? This Mm -hmm. is the Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, we're like, the husband's bad. Oh, okay. We found the villain. It's the husband giving toilet paper. And then and then he's like, reach under, reach under your um, seat. And she pulls out his grandmother's necklace. And so he's also giving that to her. So we're and like, that's better. Okay. Yeah, that is, that is nice. Yeah. And then I see something that makes, that takes my breath away. Uh, and that is that this movie was directed by Robin Givens. All right. Blacktress Robin Givens. One of the most spoke- gorgeous women ever to grace our TVs. And to think that she's out here directing and we didn't even know about it. We no. didn't know. We had no idea. We and this no isn't even idea. like, this isn't even tied to her life. You know? know, like I it's know. just, it's a departure for her completely. I mean, I I love it. And I feel like that's a lifetime secret. You know what I mean? Oh, like, it it'll is. Be like the most random people's like, I Robin Gibbons directed that. this. I love it. It's like, they're like, we'll give you a shot. If you're good looking, we'll give you a <laughs> shot. If you're ugly, get to the back of the line. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm going to really just kind of work on some things so I can shoot my shot with LT on camera. I'm not saying that's what they're doing, but like Robin (laughs) Givens, you know, maybe not a large enough sample size, but everybody's (laughs) been hot that they've given a chance to. (laughs) And then you also discover that it's written by Amber Benson. Now, I didn't watch Buffy, but But she was. I did. Okay. And she played Tara, Willow's girlfriend. Do you guys remember when Willow goes to college and begins a lesbian relationship? and it's a very big deal. Amber Benson, she wrote it. I was like, okay, Tara from Buffy, Robin Givens, this is just bringing me powerhouses. Star said it behind the camera. Behind the camera. So Javier and Robin are going on a camping trip for their first anniversary. And this is when I got upset again. I wasn't surprised to know that we were about to watch true crime. Okay, the moment you tell me camping, Megan, I ain't camping. I've done it. I've tried it. That is not something. Megan, can we, why would you want to go outside and pretend to be poor? And the thing is, there's people that love it. And that, I I commend you. I I see these couples. Sometimes CJ and I, I remember when we were flying to go on our honeymoon, we, I've got like a hat. I mean, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm dressed like I'm going to the French Riviera. (laughs) And then there's like these like sporty couples and they've got the, the shoes where you can see all their toes. Yeah, the toe shoes. And they've got their walking sticks. And it's like, wow, there really are couples that are active. And I am so happy to not be a part of one. Me too. Like to be on the same page about that. I was like, 
you know, I've lived in Los Angeles over three years. I have not hiked once and I am fine with that choice. Yeah. I'm not into it. You know, I also just like don't, you know, and especially in this, you know, early on, Javier says like, you know, be careful. People get lost in these woods. It's in this place where it's like, everything looks the same. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's too, it's like, it's so confusing. It's such a labyrinth. And that's what I don't like about nature. I don't like an expanse. I don't mm-hmm. like when everything looks the same. Do you know what I mean? When you're like, mm-hmm. hey, hey, meet me by the tree. Which tree? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It was very upsetting to me. And so the moment they're going, I was like, oh no, this cannot go well. Going camping no, when you look 14. Yeah. I also think like this felt like the 70s too. Like, how, yeah. like did my, I'm sure my parents went camping at some point and like <laughs> they wouldn't do that now. But I just think people are right. like, let's go out into the wilderness to get right. killed. Like that is, it's like, if it's not a bear, it's going to be another human or right. a snake. Like there's just a <laughs> lot of different things that can happen. Yeah. There are a lot of predators. There's a yeah. lot of predators at any given time. But these two are jacked. Like Robin is truly, I'm getting guys gal. Cause she's like, let's go fishing. And I'm like, yeah, God. <laughs> she's really into fishing. But again, I couldn't take, I just had a lot of problems. I felt as though Robin was underage and I really uh-huh. didn't like that. But at the same time, did you know in real life, the couple, they were actually, she was 16 and he was 21. IRL and the parents they were so much in love that their parents Mm -hmm. didn't mind so again this feeling I was getting I was like it was on purpose like that was kind of part of it because Mm -hmm. she's so delicate and innocent it's like like a high school trip for her yeah Yeah, it's like like a girl scout camp yeah like listen to this when she's like the next morning when she wakes up I have the worst nightmare I was I was in the woods and there was this man chasing me All right. So she's had a bad dream. Like even her being like, I had a bad dream. You're like, oh my God, you are delicate. You're delicate. Uh Uh-huh. And it's like so stressful. So basically the whole goal of this whole trip is we got to fish. We got to, you know, find a good spot. We got to bring home some fish. So they go to fish. And then this was something that really shocked me too. She fell asleep on the ground I saw in the it. middle I saw of it. the day. No blanket down, just Nothing. leaves, Head wet on leaves. twigs. Head wet leaves on and twigs. twigs. And just laid down and was able to fall asleep. And I I was like, I was just shocked. I, I, know. I Shocked. I truly, I, I, you know, it's funny because my first thought, because I, again, you know, I, I don't like dirt. I don't like insects. I don't think any insects, my thing about insects, nothing that small needs that many legs. Okay, that's a fact. Interesting. They doing evil. They doing and, evil. What oh, you okay. need eight okay. legs for? Where you got to be? I just love that you said, that's a fact. It's like, okay, <laughs> and that is a fact. Put it in biology books. It's a fact. They don't need it. Robin wakes up from her wet dirt <laughs> nap and Javier is gone. And so then I'm like, ah, God, it's already happening. And right. then she's like scavenging around for she's him. Like and screaming, then, yeah. Yes. And then they find each other. And as they find each other, they bump into this a man, I guess you could call it. He is a man. I don't know why I said it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they bump into this guy, Sam, whose truck is stuck in the mud. And it's interesting because you could tell off the bat, Javier's like, this guy is, his vibe is bad. Absolutely. Oh, am I so glad to see you folks. I've been stuck out here, man. I, I can't get her to move. Oh, I'm sorry. Where are my manners? I'm Sam Turner. It's a pleasure, man. Hey. What do you say? Javier's giving him side eye from the jump. Yeah. And I was like, exactly. But Javier was like, 
okay, let's make this fast. You know what uh-huh, I mean? Like, uh-huh. and, just- and, and Robin's like, I'll get in. Like, it was interesting. And I don't know if this is an age thing, but we talk about, and like my mom always preached it to me, like women have gut instincts. Like you have mm-hmm. to trust that gut because there are monsters everywhere. And you see Javier having the gut instinct and you see Robin being like, hi, Sam. And you're just like, <laughs> what is happening? I know that kind of sheltered. Well, you know, sometimes, well, cause here's the thing, right? Because once they help him get out of the mud, you know, they start chit chatting. Robin's yeah. still sitting in the guy's car. I'm like, girl, you about to move in. I heard they were dumping fish a little further up that way. I can show you where it's at. Right. I mean, you help me with my truck, make us even. And Robin's like, he seems nice. Let's follow him to a fishing spot. Now, no. Megan, this is why I say in a lot of horror movies, white women are a liability. Okay, that's a liability because Javier was like, nope. And she was like, come on. And of course, he loves her. So he was like, let's do it. Robin was young. I know. And she was so naive. And again, this obviously we're watching this movie. So these are the parts like we don't know. Like if that actually, you know what I mean? We don't know if in real life the real woman was like, let's go. Yeah. He's a murderer. Yeah. Right. Um, And I highly doubt it. But she was like, he's a murderer. Okay. So at this point, um, they've they've done these things. How angry would you personally be that this was your anniversary trip? I would be livid. Yeah, I would like. Well, here's the thing, though, Megan. I just would never get to that place. Exactly. We went to a national park this summer. We went to Arches to meet my parents there in Utah, and I loved it. But like, all we we would go to the national park, and then we went back to the, uh-huh. like a nice place uh-huh. where we were oh, staying. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like a, yeah. And so that's it. sort of I can do that. Hi, right. low. Hi, low. I'll go. I'll go well, I, I love that we call nature low. Hi, low. <laughs> like, hi, low. Hotel nature. <laughs> like, great majestic views. And you're like, hi, low. Low rent. <laughs> but Seen it before, God. Try better. Um, yeah. Seen it before, God. Oh, my God. You are off the rails. And I love it. Because, well, speaking of off the rails, of course, Sam, they're following Sam, you guys, for... Way too long for he a has, fishing yeah. spot. Right. He and then he's like, I, I, oh, sorry, I took a wrong turn. And then he's like, I guess we just got to camp out here tonight. And it's like, if I were Javier at this point, I'd be like, we're just, we'll drive deeper into the woods if Absolutely. it means getting away from you. Thank you. You don't have to camp together. No. I was like, you don't know him. You don't have to camp with him. And it's like, absolutely, you don't have cell phones. But you got to have a flashlight. I would be driving. I would just keep going. I would be like, nah, we can get out of here ourselves. But at that moment, Snow White slash Robin sees a deer and goes, Javi, Javi, look, look, a deer. So beautiful. What are you doing? Bagging myself a deer. You want to come? And then Sam gets out a shotgun Yep. And is like, I'm going to go hunt me a deer, which it's like, you can tell that they liked the deer. Like, yeah, why? I wish your instinct wasn't to kill it, but I know that, that's no. So Sam and Javier go off together. Robin hears a gunshot. <laughs> runs to where it happened. And Javier is dead on the ground. Robin, Robin you saw it. I just handed him the gun. <laughs> He was like, I was handing him the gun and it went off. And it's like, what? That is not how, especially like a giant shotgun. Anyway, listen to Sam's response when Robin, rightly so, runs off screaming and he catches up to her. Robin, it was an accident. You saw it was an accident. Hey, we need to calm down, okay? We have 
have to get out of here. We have to go get help. What? Sir, what? <laughs> He's like way too harsh. He like literally like has no, he has no patience for it. And it just happened. And to me, and and I'm I'm sure this was Robin to some extent too. I go, oh, then he's bad. You know, like if yes. if he reacted to me that way when he just shot and murdered my husband, absolutely. Like he's a villain, and it wasn't an accident. Exactly, exactly. I was like, we knew. Also, like that actor who plays Sam, Ugh. you know, he was so good at being creepy. He that was. man's face, like he was a person where even when he smiled, you were like. Oh God, this isn't gonna be good. I'll just gotta tell you, Megan, I went on his Instagram. Because uh-huh. I had to know what he was like in real life. Like when someone really creeps me out like that, you know, yeah. actor-wise, yeah. I just wanna like see. I'm like, are you joyful? Or are you oh, playing is, a version is of yourself? He married kids? What's his No, he seems to be like single. He posts a lot of like glamour shots, you know, like professional photos. Working. Yes. Booked. Booked, mm-hmm. busy, blessed, but also he like does improv. So I'm oh, like, okay. okay. I'm like, okay. I'm so like, he could still be insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oof, okay. So uh, now at this point in the movie, we flash to back to the sheriff's office and they have called Robin's mom, Celeste. Mrs. Johnson. What's going on here? My son-in-law is dead. Why is my daughter being held? Please, if you'll come with me, I'll explain everything. Celeste is going to continue to be really one of the most amazing characters I've ever seen on Lifetime. Wish she was my mother. Wish she, she was my mother. She was giving me a lot of Peggy vibes. Like mm-hmm. we'll we'll uh, we'll highlight it as we go. But Celeste, Robin's mom, mwah, love you. We love it. Thank you. And like, and and I actually. Robin had this thing when her mom comes and she's like, please don't leave me, even though she's like going to a different room to just like talk to the sheriff. And I thought that was very raw and very believable. Mm-hmm. Like I totally. think that's what I, even though you're like in this safe, quote unquote, safe place now, she's been through such trauma. Exactly. And that kind of seemed when the sheriff was like, something is up here. Like this yeah. doesn't seem like this just like happened and he brought her here. It seems deeper. Exactly. Uh, and it doesn't help that Sam says this. Listen. I'm always going to be around no matter what happens. I'm keeping an eye on you. And your mom. Why is he promising to take care of her and her mom? So I we mean, don't know you. We do not know you. We do and not know you, man from the woods. You killed my husband. <laughs> Thank you. The sheriff, they offer to put Sam up in a hotel and send a doctor to check on him because he's coughing. Yeah. And I said, well, 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 must be nice. Yeah. And then Robin gets to her mom's house and she's like freaking out again. Yeah. As you were saying, like mom goes to answer the phone and Robin doesn't even want to be in her room by herself. And then mom's like, okay, Javier's parents are going to come over. But Robin's like, no, 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 I cannot deal with that. And then that night she has a nightmare and it's like Sam telling her, like you, she sees Sam being like, someone's going to come kill us. Robin, 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 get up. All right, they're coming. And she wakes up, barricades the door. Then, while taking a bath, she hears Sam's voice in her head. And then she realizes, she says to her mom, she's like, It's all foggy in my head. I don't think it was an accident. I think Sam killed Javier on purpose. Like, and that's when, to me, and you know, and this is why, you know, guys, we say this is a true story, because all this stuff is happening. It's like, you're like, 
who's lying, who's telling the truth, why is she having these visions? And Mm -hmm. part of, I think, why, you know, Anne Rule wanted to write about it was that this case is now one of like, is a textbook definition of Stockholm Syndrome. Mm. which is a syndrome where the victim becomes attached to their captor and or develops positive feelings for them. And so, you know, this, it was like Patty Hearst and this. Yeah, this was one of the first times it had, it had been used successfully in court. And Stockholm Syndrome is one of those things that like, I probably say twice a week. Like I'm yeah. constantly being like about even just like a friend and her husband. I'm like, she has stock. And it's like, I don't even actually know. I know that this is the basis of it kind of. Yeah. But I'm throwing Stockholm Syndrome out about willy nilly anything. And it's like, oh no, it's really dark and terrifying. Really dark and terrifying. But it's so interesting because the sheriff is like, okay, let's have you take a lie detector test, Sam. Uh-huh. Which I loved. I like how quickly I was like, yes, lie detector test. We're going to get to it. Even though you know lie detector tests are not admissible as evidence. Wait. I know this from all my procedurals. My I murders. know that too. Because I know I don't need to know how to pass one if I commit a crime. Oh, wow. Perfect. <laughs> I like that you have plans for how to get out of your crime. Um, listen to Sam as he answers questions during the lie detector test. In your statement, you said that you forgot to put the safety on. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, I handed the gun to Javier, but honestly, I was kind of distracted when I did it. Robin was kind of flirting with me, making me uncomfortable. Okay, first of all. This is the flirting made me so angry livid i was like oh what's she flirting with she's she got a thing for whooping cough why would she want your dirty coughing ass i said no he didn't and you know you have to remember those two probably smell disgusting right so like because they've been in the woods you know for five we don't, like we don't even know how long at this point but it's exactly. been a long time it's been a long time so i'm like not only is he coughing he's stanking and for Oof. him to say she was flirting with me i said sam this if is that ain't so, a lie, you break the machine. I yeah, I wish the machine had been like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <sighs> god, it was okay. Crazy. So unfortunately, kind of bad timing. Robin and her mom Celeste Angel, who is just at this point showing such unconditional love and support. I know. I, uh, she she like warmed up the whole screen for me. Yeah. So they show up at the sheriff's office just as Sam is being released. And Robin explains to the sheriff that this actually happened five days ago. And Robin is also like, I think he did it on purpose. Okay. Robin, I need you to tell me something because I'm in the dark here. Now, I thought that this happened yesterday when you and Mr. Turner came into the station, but you're telling me that's not the case. When exactly did Javier die? And this is the other thing I don't like about the woods, okay? The thing about the woods is also like when something happens in the woods, you only seem to have just four hours to get to the bottom of it because they're always like, it's too dark to look or we'll go out at first light. Yeah. They say that a lot in movies and TV, first light. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, honey, if you can't find a body, you're in whatever area you in. When you're being you told be. where it is, when you're being told where it is. I was like, no, I was like, uh-uh, there's no, like you telling me, cause she was like, we'll have to look overnight. Like we have to wait in the morning. I'm like, a deer is going to eat him. You know what I mean? Like I was like, yeah. you're not like, you cannot just leave him out in these woods. I was like, this is wild. 
Speaking of the woods, this is now when we flash back to Robin's trauma and being there with Sam in the woods. And again, Mr. Charming laying it on real thick again. Take a listen to this. It's not safe out here. We have to stick together, Robin. If you don't do what I say, you're going to die. It's like we're on a secret mission. I'm your commanding officer. Why is he so nuts? Yeah, he's like not. He's terrifying. Good. He's at... <laughs> not good. But I guess this worked. Like as I was watching him, I'm like, so is he practiced in this? Like, right. is he just crazy and is doing things and it just so happened it worked out? Or does he know how to create Stockholm Syndrome in his I don't think Victim. he knew. I don't think okay. he knew. I think it is because he is unwell and yeah. she is so terrified. Yeah. And young. Yeah. And, imp- and, you know, traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. No, no, no. He didn't know. I thought the same thing too. Cause I was like, is he like planning this? Yeah. Like, did he like con? practice? Did he read a book? Yeah. Um, at this point, we've heard that he says like the government is after him. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Whenever that, that, that's a big red flag because that, the yeah. thing is, The government very well may be after whoever Mm -hmm. you're with, but if the government (laughs) is after whoever you're with, I would say get away from them regardless. True Uh or false, you don't really want to be in conspiracy theory. Like you, You don't want the government following you. And I say that as someone who literally has them in my phone, I'm sure. But like, I know that I'm not interesting enough and I'm not (laughs) planning anything, so they're not coming for me, but they're definitely in my phone. Right. And could if they wanted to. (laughs) So when mom and Robin go back to the sheriff, the sheriff decides to give Robin a polygraph. He said that the organization made him do it. That's, That's all I can remember. Okay, Robin. Is everything you've told me today true? Yes. Did they just get a new machine? Because she's just yeah. giving out polygraphs left and right. It's like, why do you just keep hooking people up? Isn't this like a sight test? You like look at Robin and talk to her, and then you talk to Sam, and you're like, okay, I'm going with Robin. Like, it doesn't really, the detective yeah. work seems minimal, but I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe the sheriff has succumbed to like cute young white women before, and she's like, I, not again. Not again. <laughs> So after the polygraph, mom goes in to talk to the sheriff. Listen to Celeste and listen to this twist. Mrs. Johnson, I am looking into this, but the best thing you can do for Robin is to get her some help. Oh, you believe, you believe the word of some stranger who wanders around in the woods over my daughter. Robin failed her polygraph. Robin failed her polygraph. Which I'm sure, Um, like, she's nervous. Like, we know the things that, I mean, I actually don't really know, but sometimes they do it on reality shows and people fail. They do, even when they don't mean to. Yeah. As this is happening, I I I start to get nervous too, like that frustration, because, you know, when Sam, like, goes, Sam just kind of gets to go free and how it's like, well, we don't have evidence. And I just, I was like, please don't let that be one of these movies, you know, Uh where, like, she has to prove she's not crazy. I got, because I got so nervous. But then, thank God, the sheriff, like, gets, like, you know, actually does research, gets info from the state police, and we see Sam Turner's got a rap sheet a mile long. And I was like, like, why didn't you give a fake name? What is happening? So, yeah, he has. But um, I was like, thank God. mm -hmm. Because now I'm like, great, we're all on the same page. Perfect. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. So Robin has decided that she's finally ready to talk to Javier's parents. It's been just a matter of days. And so they come over and the dad is so mean to her. And I know that he's hurting. His son is dead. He he blames it all on Robin. And Robin takes it on. Yeah. This is your fault. It's all my fault. All my fault. And like the mom, Javier's mom is like, please don't do this. Like it's trying right. to like kind of reel her husband back. And it was And he's just- so upset that Robin when he's like kind of upset when he sees Robin is wearing uh the necklace, the grandmother's necklace. Oh. And then Robin's like, okay, like you can take it. Like, you know, she goes to take it off and is like, you can have it back. It was just like, oof, oof. It was very hurt people, hurt people. Exactly. Exactly. The sheriff shows up at Javier's funeral Mm -hmm. and now she is like fully on Robin's side. Listen to this. I believe that Sam murdered Javier. Okay. I need to see him locked up. Good. I want that too, but I'm going to need your help. Okay. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. um, Thankfully, there is foresight and there are women making decisions and so uh-huh. Robin is sent to a therapist who is having her kind of recall these suppressed yeah, memories. Yeah, retrieve memories, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have a really long in-depth session and then the therapist explains to the sheriff what he has discovered. Listen to this. Stockholm syndrome is more appropriate in this case for her own survival Robin Rivera began to identify with her husband's killer to the point where she was so in his thrall that he was able to implant false memories in her brain. Which is why she failed the lie detector. I should have put that together. So there it is. We have a medical, you know, the factual proof. He's like, this is what happened. And again, I was so glad that the response was, the sheriff wasn't, wasn't like, what are you talking about? What Stockholm? No, yeah. You know what I mean? Like right, I was right, very right. glad that that wasn't gonna be the hurdle to yeah, all this. Like, well, can't you pretend that? Right. It is um really really devastating and hard. During the therapy session, it's also revealed that Sam has sexually assaulted Robin, and I was like really really hoping that that was not the case. Me too. But it it seems like given what kind of predator and perpetrator he is that that is also part of his mind control and that he is going to use that against her like he goes on to say at some point like oh no that was like consensual like just all of these crazy terrible mind games that he plays um (sighs) so at this point i think sam is hip to the fact that 
he's in trouble. So he comes to the sheriff's station with a lawyer who is like dressed really nice, seems top notch. Yeah. And he says, I'm sure you've heard of him. And I, at that moment, I, this is a, a very handsome looking black man. I was like, is this supposed to be Johnny Cochran? Like, <laughs> who, who is this? Like, what? how many famous black attorneys in the right. 70s were like household names? But also, I mean- no way, not Johnny Cochran. <laughs> but also, how would Sam's crusty coffin living out your own car behind afford this attorney? I don't know. And why would this attorney take him on, even if it's a pro bono case? Exactly. It's like, why this one? I was like, so you're all creeps. And honestly, yeah. they were because Sam was like way too cocky for somebody yeah. who knows what he did last summer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the lawyer was way too on board. And also... Literally, Sam's like, well, I heard people have been talking about me. And then the lawyer is like. Speaking of lie detector tests, did I hear right? That your witness failed hers? How big is this town? How big is this town that all of this has gotten out already, Megan? Sheriff, you got to clamp down on those leaks. You got to clamp down on those leaks. I don't know if it's Marvis, Mavis, what's her name? The assistant (laughs) leaking this out. I don't know. I don't know if it's the two guys that were in there trying to get donuts at the beginning. But you got to tell your staff, we have a young woman who has lived through hell and come back and we got to shut down these leaks. We got to shut it down. We got to shut it down. Especially when, you know, Robin, the next part we see... Then we see Robin go to her and Javier's apartment, you know, to sort of like get get some stuff and just kind of, you know, clean she, up a little bit. She really hasn't been able to do much of the grieving stuff. At the, I Not mean, her husband all. was murdered feet away from her. And it's been, she's been having to like have these flashbacks and these nightmares and then proving that she wasn't a part of it. And it, it, it just has been so terrible for her. I know, it was so, but then of course it gets worse too because Sam is, even after this has happened, he's like still in her mind. Like she sees Sam outside, like from the apartment window. She sees him like Uh outside waving. Yeah. And then she freaks out. You think that was her mind playing tricks on her? You don't know if he was really No, there. I think, I think it, well, I, that's why I said, because I'm not sure. Because I was like, he's still in her mind. Yeah. Meaning either he's showing up and still messing with her or she is still seeing him. Because I really yeah. couldn't tell which was which. Because I, I did, the only reason why, it's not like I thought he was gone, but I just thought there's no way he would come that close if her mom is like right outside and yeah. all that. So I, yeah. I was like, is it really him? But then it was like, he was standing on the edge of a thicket of trees. He could have been living behind one of those trees, girl. I know, I know. But you see it, the extent to which Sam is in her head. And mm-hmm. then, so basically Robin, you know, she gets she's so terrified that she decides she can't testify against him. And mm-hmm. it's like, we need her testimony, right? But there's another good break, a little break. The sheriff gets results from the crime lab, which prove Sam shot Javier on purpose. We got the forensics and the autopsy back on Javier. Sam Turner is a liar and we can prove it. There were no powder burns on the victim. So there was no way in heck that he was standing next to Javier, handing him the rifle when it discharged. So it's like, okay, great, great. We have actual physical evidence. But Robin is terrified, right? And Mm -hmm. she's just like, he's going to come for me. And it's like, quite frankly, we still don't know where he's at. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody has found him. He is, and he's already a drifter. So then we fast forward three months. Still nobody found Sam. He's on the loose. He's at large. At large. But Robin is like- How terrifying. 
But she's like starting to rebuild, right? She's like looking at nursing classes. She's getting mm-hmm. her part-time job. And you're like, okay, wow. I was like, this, this is a strong woman. I was like, uh-huh. for her to be able to like start to make a life again. But then, Megan, you have to say it because I can't because it made me so say it. We see her at her part-time job and she is taking the trash out when Sam shows up and says this. We're finally alone together. No. Hey, I'm your friend. I'm here to help. You know, if we want, we can just make this all go away. No. You did those things to me, I remember. No, I didn't do anything to you. I saved your life. Now, I will say, this is why I am afraid of taking out the trash. I'm with you. I was I'm with a bartender you. and I would have to go like in the alley at like 3 a.m. after we'd closed and like lug. Yeah. Oh, and, and like you open the door and there's just rats scattering. <laughs> and then you're like trying to pick up like dirty, leaking beer yeah. trash and yeah. like lugging it. It's just, I, I can't, like, I'll Do they the ever have and, anyone do it with you? Like, cause I would no. be, I'd be like, oh no, somebody coming with me. No, because at that time I would be the only one there. Like when oh you're, my God. when I was bartending, it was like, I would open and close. Oh my, they would Terrifying. let a, a young lady open and close at her Terrifying. Own. Terrifying. Terrifying. Honestly, you're a miracle. The fact that you're Thank sitting here. Thank you. Around. Thank you. That's how Jesus. I feel too. And um, so I will take out the trash during the day, but at night mm-hmm. I'm so afraid a rat's going to like jump in my face <laughs> or a creepy Sam's going to show up and play some mm-hmm. more mind games with me. It's so true. It's so true. So Robin goes to the sheriff, lets her know that this happens. And at this point, the sheriff is an ally. She is yes. like, Sam's going away. I got to protect you. So they put... Um, Celeste and Robin into a motel. Yes. And she gives her this pep talk. I'm going to have deputies watching this room 24-7. He is not going to get anywhere near you. I was like, okay, this is it. Like, we're going to get there. And I didn't think that just because I knew we only had 10 minutes left in the movie. Right. It does not have to end in a way any of us want. No, so, my life doesn't. It, you know? So I was like, oh, God, please let them get him. And then flashback to Robin and Sam in the woods when he's starting to get sick and... That's in her having to kind of convince him, like, we need to get you to a hospital. Uh-huh. We we can say it was an accident yes. so you can get help. Right. And again, now she's the one who's almost, she's got to play mind games on him. Mm-hmm. Well, he is going to die, you know? Like, he does seem very sick. No, no, truly, but I'm like, she's also doing it to get herself free, right? Like, yeah. she's like, I just got to get out of these woods. Yeah. And, and she's and- like, able and he it. has her like repeat like it's a mantra yeah. that it was an accident over and over again. It was an accident. Everything that happened to Javier getting killed. Gun just went off. I just went off. Hey, you were standing right there. You saw it all. I would never hurt you or Javier. And then in present, the sheriff finds Sam's like, you know, tent in the woods and it's got Polaroid pictures of Robin all over it. And now I'm thinking pool boy nightmare. Exactly. Whenever you're seeing just like pictures taken of someone who clearly didn't know it was happening, way too many photos. It's like, well, this is what he's been doing for the last three months and nobody could find him. Can I tell you something crazy? Absolutely. I found a file on a guy's computer in college of a bunch of photos of me where he had cropped out the other people in the photos. What? Yeah. Wait, 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 Megan, who was this person? Just a guy I know that I had like made out with at one point. 
But like repeatedly make out or like a one-time thing? I think we've made out like once. And then how did you find this folder? I was going on to his computer to play music. Like I was, we were at like a party. Yeah, there a was Napster a party moment. His, yes. We love a and Napster so I was moment. going on there and there was a file of photos of me. Was it, was it titled like Megan? There, like, it was crazy because there like wasn't that much stuff on the desktop. Like it honestly may have been like two things on the desktop and the folder of me was one of them. Oh my God. And then what did you do once I, you saw I, that? Naomi, I forgot until this moment. <laughs> like I really did. I really did. That is your lifetime movie moment. You I need know, to call in. You need to call into our call in line with the story. <laughs> I remember at the time telling my friends, and my friends were like, Ugh, everything's about you. You know, like, their, their reaction was like, Of course he has photos of you. And I was like, so I think I just was like, Ugh, get over it, Megan, you friggin' narcissist. And so oh, I just sort of like God. forgot until this moment. But I hope he's wow. doing well. I hope he's doing well. I really do. He didn't, you know, kill me, knock on one. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Not ready to deal with my terror. Um, So the sheriff arrests him. And then we do not see Sam. Like, we don't see the court case. But we do see Robin at Javier's grave. We get a nice flashback of Javier with his coffee. And then Javier's dad actually walks up behind her. And he has the necklace. And he is contrite and apologetic and really owns up to it. I was wrong. You will always have a place in my family, Robin. Forgive me. There's nothing to forgive. Listen, I love a man who can take accountability for his actions. Very rare. Oh, my God. Literally, my favorite, like, my ideal pornography is just a man apologizing. Yeah. Then Fully the, clothed. The- Fully if, clothed. If that's your idea, then the last three minutes of this. And then, I mean, throw in that they're in a cemetery. You know, that may add like a little kink to it as well. I don't like that part. Okay. So Robin <laughs> Robin is determined. She has like, she is now going to testify against him. And the very last scene of the movie is Robin kind of like, unfortunately, passing ships with Sam. Well, they keep doing this. I'm like, I know. you gotta separate I the know. victim from the I perpetrator. Know. And this is like a classic movie TV trope where like yeah. you're in a you're in the police department and you see each other. I'm like, I really hope they don't do that. I really right. hope in real life they're like, no. So she sees Sam and she's basically like, you're going away, bad boy. I've got my story straight. And you know what? It was a happy ending. Because it puts you in jail for the rest of your life. Yes, Robin. Yeah. Yes. Robin's hair looks so gorgeous in this scene. And I think maybe that's what did it for her. You know? Okay. She just washing. Le- just wa- She washed that man right out of her hair. Exactly. South Pacific style. Yes. Uh-huh. But I was so, oh God, I'm so relieved. Glad. I'm so yeah. relieved. I mean, this was different. This movie was a doozy. And that's yeah. why I'm just like glad. I feel like we are, you know, this is the time that we need to talk to people who know more about this than we do. You know, we need to be mm-hmm. talking to experts because you, you know, this is our first time in the true crime world. Some would say our first foyer. Our first foyer into true <laughs> crime. And that is why it is so wonderful that you guys, we have brought here the hilarious, brilliant Lisa Traeger and Kara Clank, hosts of the podcast That's Messed Up an SVU podcast. These ladies know. These ladies know the ripped from the headlines true crime. And tell them, Megan, tell them how you, your relationship 
these are two of my best friends. Absolutely. <laughs> Lisa was in my wedding. Kara was my officiant. So I know that we are going to be in safe true crime hands. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. And now we are joined by the host of That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast, two of my dearest best friends on earth, Lisa Traeger and Kara Clank. Hi, thank hi, you hi, for coming. Hi, hi. I'm very excited to be here. So wow. excited. Now, so this was the first true crime film that Naomi and I have ever done. Mm. And so we thought, I mean, you guys. Ooh, you're the experts. You don't just dabble. You fully <laughs> ju- right. cannonball into not true just crime. a client, also the president. Exactly. <laughs> That's you. You guys can't get enough of real stories about terrible things. Oh my um, god, it is really. It's like so. On our show, we'll just be like, do go through the episode making jokes, and then we're like, and now for the real crime. Like, <laughs> and now to get super sad over like how this actually mostly happened in real life. And the stuff is so messed up. And then we're talking, I was, I'll talk to a friend and say, oh yeah. And then he grabbed her larynx and put it in the garbage disposal. And then I forget people don't want that. Like on yeah. Friday right, night. in everyday conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Maybe, yeah. If they're tuning in for it, then they're there for right. it. But like at, right. a, at a dinner, no, amongst friends, maybe but not. I would be there for it, Lisa. Like, okay. if I if you want to talk a gruesome murder, come to me, honey. Because I'm literally I was listening to one, and um, the headphones came out of my phone, you know, so it played, and literally Andy hears her nipple had been cut off oh and was never God. found. That's the only part he feared. He was like, "What are you listening to?" Like, he got so confused and disgusted, and it has made me paranoid. Um. Some people have said yeah. I am definitely I've, more suspicious. I've, I've seen that uh, in person. Yeah, I just am, I don't I don't trust anyone anymore. Yeah, my husband leaves the side door open all the time. I'm like, what do you want to be annihilated as a family? Exactly. Yeah, and see, I don't even watch. But if there is a window unlatched in here, I'm texting CJ, being like, okay. All right, you want me killed? Like, I, I, I don't know. I oh, guess wait, maybe it's seeped in in some ways. Sam J has we, a great joke about this. If there's pussy inside, you lock the doors. That's, yeah. that's her That's the that's rule. Her okay, rule. okay. Can I just also yeah. say one thing about Lisa's paranoia? We were all together last week. You can cut this out if you're not, if you don't want to talk about this. Oh, but no, we've been talking about Palm Springs. Okay, so we were talking <laughs> about it the last top. weekend. Lisa went up to Megan's room to use the bathroom. Oh, my God. Megan had left the hotel room for a second. Or I didn't had, leave. Oh, no, I went, no, she I went had out gone on the out balcony. the balcony. And I heard, I hear Lisa come out of the bathroom and go, Megan, 
because she came out and didn't see Megan and immediately her mind went to Megan has been kidnapped. <laughs> she didn't she didn't check the balcony. She didn't say, oh, maybe she went down to like join our friends at the bar. No, immediately there is a ransom. Yes. There is a man taking <laughs> Megan, currently cutting her hair to hide her appearance while they travel to another country. Uh-huh. At 35 years old, mouthy, mean, high maintenance, someone decided to take me. <laughs> I do want to add the hotel door was Open. It was a jar. It was okay. Uh, It was fully open. It was fully open because it was one of those doors that like opened and then like stayed. You know, it didn't. It wasn't. You got to pull it closed. It was just a very hilarious gasp of Megan. Like it was. Um. Now there, this movie does pack a lot of female power. The sheriff is a woman and. Honestly, Celeste Robbins' mom is the greatest mother we've ever had in any of our Lifetime movies. Like, yeah. she she was giving me a lot of Peggy vibes. Like, she's just so unconditional <laughs> and so supportive. Yes. And like, I'll do whatever. And then she is an SVU character. They both Has- are. So they what? both are. So the so the mother is Carolyn McCormick, who I bl- plays Dr. Elizabeth Olivet on 80-something episodes of the Mothership oh. Law and Order and around oh six episodes of SVU. And then the, the sheriff plays the medical examiner, which Tamara Tooney is famous for playing Dr. Melinda uh-huh. Warner. But uh-huh. this woman played it in season one. T- Tamara <gasps> Tooney didn't come until wow. season two. Wow. So a couple of SVU grads right there. And, so I'm loving wow. So yeah. um, Celeste, the doctor, what kind of doctor, like what, oh, what is her? Oh, she's a psychologist. So she's always like profiling the criminals and stuff like okay. that. Yeah, she's essentially like the B.D. Wong, who B.D. Wong becomes in SVU. Okay, great. Even though the mom was really good, it did seem like they were like, you got to get over it. Like, <laughs> right? Like two months in, she's like, are you going to get a job? Like, well, at seemed- first she goes, you take as long as you need. You're grieving. Yeah. There is literally no time. There's no, you know, expiration on this. And it's like, TikTok, bitch, are you going to college or what? <laughs> I was so sad to find out that her husband was dead too. I'm like, Oh my God, Robin's dad is dead. Like, and maybe that's why the mom was like, we got to move along. You know, I had to raise you because she was like, he came to me and he said I was messing up. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. My dead like, husband came to me in a vision. And like dragged me. That's the part yeah. that I'm like, really? Yeah. He came to you and told you to get it together? <laughs> he was disappointed. <laughs> I was like, wow. I don't know if that was love. Okay, so Naomi um, referenced this in, in the episode before you guys joined us, but this is one of, the cases that is now used as like a benchmark for Stockholm Syndrome. And I was saying Stockholm Syndrome is something I like reference all the time to like when it's not that. Like if I just don't like someone, I'll be like, they have Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) But it was like really so dark to like see. And there's moments that you're like, is she like we were talking about when when Sam is outside of their apartment? It's like, is he really or is he just so in her head that she's not able to like separate truth from reality? Well, or, like lies from reality. That's a great it, question. It is wild. I also this movie brought like I didn't realize it could happen so fast because she was missing yeah. for five days and I didn't realize yeah. that. But I guess she didn't really need him for survival. Um, but there's one case that we covered before and it's really gruesome, but it's Colleen Stan and she was held and tortured for like seven years, but the Stockholm syndrome was so strong that they left, visited Uh her family, hung out. There's photos of them like having a visit. And then she went back 
He left her with his family alone. Like he went and did an errand. She didn't say a word, went back in the car with him and went back for three more years and they never saw her again. So like, it is really, and even when she did escape, she kept calling him back and it really messes with you. And in that case, they actually use the organization too. The company. Oh, it was called the company. The company. Wow. And so is that, that is like a tool of like, there's someone after both of us. Yes. Okay. If you've ever seen also, which I think you have, Megan, the, um, uh, the kidnapped in plain sight or whatever that Netflix movie was where that guy mm-hmm. kidnapped his oh, neighbor. Oh, yes, the he family. He told her, we've been chosen by this organization Aliens. and like, it w- <sighs> they'll kill your whole family if you do anything. I mean, it's like, you know, it's just, it's sort of just like a more creative extrapolation of I'll kill your family if you say anything. Yeah. It's Instead, it's like this organization yeah. is going to come get you and blah, 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 mafia. Well, see, now that you guys are saying that, that changes it because Megan and I were saying where I was like, she was like, do you think he's doing this on purpose or do you, like, meaning, is he actually trying to brainwash like, her or he, do you think it's like, did happening? He learn, did he read a book or is he exactly. just a crazy That's person That's what I don't out? think. This guy seems too stupid to be able to do that so quickly. Yeah. Like, did you see the last ser- season of Search Party? I mean, he tries mm-hmm. to do this to, I mean, right. did you write on yeah. the last season of Search Party? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he basically does that to Dory in a few days by reading a couple of books about psychoanalysis. But, like, I don't think that this freaking guy who lives in a tent of garbage right. bags would be no. able to do that. So that is, what, but when he keeps saying to her, say it again, I like to hear you say it, that I didn't do anything wrong or that it was an accident. Like mm-hmm. that did feel like he was trying to manipulate her. Like, I think we all know enough dumb, manipulative people. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it, it, it kind of seems like he lucked out though. Like, cause he obviously was, they were a target. Like, I don't think his, tr- I think the truck and the oh, mud, yeah. that was all a set. Wait, I also like the red herring of the guy, the creepy guy with the coffee in the beginning. We like, were talk- That's Jay. Yes. We're like, where did Jake go? I know. How many creepy <laughs> men are at this campsite? Also, though, he um because he he's he seems to know how to beat a polygraph. Like that is another thing that where I feel like they're, they're giving him a little bit more credit as a smart guy. And she they almost like when the sheriff is like, oh, so the implanted memories make it so she can't pass the poly. Yeah. And like, it's like he had yeah. that all in his plan. And I just, I don't know, we're giving a lot but of no, credit to a guy who looks like he drinks his own pee. But he also like, you can pass a poly if you believe what you're saying. That's right? true. Because it's all, yeah. as long as you believe the lie sure. deep in your bones, you can pass the poly. That's so true. So it's like, and so that I thought was him. I didn't think it was him even being clever, but he was like, this is exactly what happened because in his brain he has rationalized like right. I saved this girl you need me we need to make a life and he's been like hammering that- the story into her so much that it's probably hammered into his own brain just as well but but yeah, yeah. he's yeah. also a career criminal it seems like so maybe he's yeah. not book yeah. smart but he's criminal street smart Sneak. yeah I, street we were tough. saying that he should have said his name wasn't Sam Turner like of course <laughs> they're gonna look up that you have this like long rap but also yeah. Kara brought this up we watched it together where they didn't look up his record for days it seems I like. know <laughs> I know I know it was it, it was nuts it was like the, it's, the extent to which it was like and then also it was like well we can't go get that body now it's about to be dark <laughs> and I just felt like they took their sweet time cracking this case. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing with the detective or the cop or sheriff. Uh, yeah, it was brown outfit. But, like, <laughs> she was good. Then I hated her. Then she was awesome yes. and then bad. Like, yeah. they really, I'm like, yeah. this is our Francis McDormand Fargo hero. Yes. And then all of a sudden you're like, this. Uh. Idiot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was yeah, totally. 
So the Lifetime universe and the SVU universe, they obviously share a lot of actors and a lot of like themes. Was there anything when you were watching this that you were like, oh, that's an SVU trope or like they yes. like, did you feel any overlap? Um, the one thing and it's, it's always and with all crime, it's like trust your instincts, trust your gut. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a good job with him being like, um, and her being like, ah, yeah, and he should have just. <laughs> He, you know, I probably wouldn't like it if I saw it, but he should have grabbed her arm and said, we're not staying. We're going. Exa- yeah. Why are we exactly. on our anniversary trip hanging out with some random drifter we just met? <laughs> I, like, <know>. right. <laughs> I understand that females are conditioned to be polite, but that just felt like a bridge too yeah. far for me. I know. Another I know. thing that connects to SVU and they did a good job of is uh, science cracking the case. Forensics don't lie. So like I yeah. loved the gunpowder evidence coming out mm-hmm. to save the day. Like that's yeah. uh, very important. I know. I did love that too. I was like, because I was so nervous that I was like, we need some hard evidence. And that's the thing. I mean, you guys know from watching true crime, it is a wonder anybody was caught before 1999. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like in 1976 slash whatever, no time this takes place. And it's like, at a time when it's like, you can't geolocate with cell phones. You can't run DNA to say this. I was like, oh, thank God for gunpowder. No, the 70s and 80s was a serial killer's paradise. Hello. Right. That's how so many serial killers, exactly. That's yeah. how so many serial killers, they did state lines, they did different parts of California even. Like, yes, they're not even talking to each state. other within the same states. You know what I yeah, mean? Right. Like, I know, I know. Well, yeah, because the Night Stalker documentary, he was jerking off in people's kitchens, eating cantaloupe, leaving it behind, and they were like, yeah, yeah I guess that's it. Like, they <laughs> couldn't know what even to do with it. All they got was a I shoe know. print. Like, that's no. all they got. It's like truly a miracle that anyone was ever captured. So at the end of each podcast, Naomi and I like to talk about a lesson that we learned from the film. Lisa, I know you love lessons. I do love lessons. Well, we do this at the end of our podcast. We do a postmortem where we talk about what we learned. Okay, great. I I will say for me, should I I go first or do you guys go first? Please, no, go ahead. Please, whatever. Um, I I learned you can say horse shit on Lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. I was like, I bet they give them one swear. And they were like, we're giving it to the sheriff. And she yeah. really nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> it felt, I for, had forgotten she said that. It, it must have been that natural to her. Yeah. You right. know? Yeah. Yep, definitely. Poor shit. I also, like like when she, I also <laughs> I like when she said, hold on, I got a hunch and grabbed the I phone. know, I know. And she said, hold on, I got uh, a hunch. I love this. I love the administrative assistant. Uh, yeah. Oh, like, Lisa loved her. Well, she did. Did she even have a line? I don't think they paid her for speaking. She was just grabbing Robitussin and coming out. (laughs) She has a name. She has a name and a line. Her name. Gosh, I have it. That would be you, Lisa. I could see you playing that type of character. Well, she tried to, but with lines. She's the one that goes. I'm sorry, Sheriff. I told him he could. She couldn't go. I told him he couldn't go in there or whatever. Right. You know, because somebody's always trying to bust past a receptionist. Yeah, of course, of course. That's another SVU thing, actually. Like. The people meeting in the precinct and not getting along. Oh yeah, we we yeah. that's bad. We're saying you're crossing I, each other too. Like you know the the victim and the perpetrator are always like crossing paths. It physically. would never happen. <laughs> I know, I know. They do a lot in SVU. Lisa, do you have any lessons that you learned from this? Um, I carry a compass. You never yeah. want to rely on someone. Always, for, always carry a compass. <laughs> that's very true, especially like. 
in old times, who get goes a camping without chain. a compass? Get a little compass keychain. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to me, like my main lesson, which is something I already don't go into the hoods. Okay, mm-hmm. the, it's it's a limit. I said I don't like a limitless expanse. I also don't really like being on boats, like at sea, when you look out and it's just water. You can't see land. Yeah, yeah. I don't like a feeling of like trees all around me and I can't distinguish. You know what I mean? Like there's no road. And it's like, that's not romantic. That's not beautiful. Also, <laughs> second lesson, don't be fishing. Nobody needs you fishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody needs you fishing. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. They were so determined to catch some fish. Fishing is boring. I have done it. It is boring. <laughs> and when you do find something, it's like half a boot, you know? Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, My lesson learned, I mean, obviously don't go camping. Don't even say you're going to go camping for an anniversary. <laughs> but also, I think I've learned the true definition of Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and I will no longer use it about my friends whose boyfriends I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not wrong. That is actually fine. They could have. They could have Stockholm syndrome in a yeah. Maybe that's I do true. think there is like you'll never find anyone else. Like that's Stockholm syndrome, right? When guys like. Well, I mean, I think there's partners. emotional manipulation, but Stockholm syndrome is when you specifically attach to your captor. Okay, yeah. right. So okay. it's like a boyfriend mm-hmm. is not. I mean, in a lot of ways, I feel captured, but you know, yes. I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're hostages. We're hostages in our relationships. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, Lisa. Yes. Thank you so much for blessing us. Thank you. Oh, this was so fun. You guys are amazing. And make sure to listen to That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast. Thank you. After you you listen to ours. You see what I did there? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for having us, guys. Naomi, I'm so happy that, I guess happy is a weird word to say when you're talking about true crime, but I do think that this was, I know you're so passionate about it and we love to see justice. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was, um, a refreshing twist for this podcast to go on a true crime journey. Right. Very much so. Refreshing, no, twist, yes. Twist, yes. Okay. I'm very excited for next week. Okay, wow. This title, it doesn't, it's not giving you a lot, but it's giving me enough to go, I'm in, okay? Right. So Lifetime is doing something fun called Summer of Secrets, which feels very 2021. I plan on having a lot of secrets this summer. Absolutely. So starting Memorial Day through the month of June, Lifetime is bringing us stories where secrets begin to unravel and you'll see the depths that people will go to cover up their misdeeds. You know, nothing good happens when you keep secrets, especially ones that are true. Woo! That, that, I feel like I was talking, like, needed to hear that for myself. I know. I was like, okay, Lifetime trying to give you a life lesson. I know. So the movie that we will be covering from Summer Secrets is called A Party Gone Wrong, mm. which does happen a lot. <laughs> a Party Gone Wrong follows April as she finds herself fighting for her life after attending a party with her best friend, Brittany. After drinking too much, April stumbles into a suspicious rideshare to take her home, but quickly realizes the driver has other plans in mind. Stealing her organs to sell them on the black market? Jesus Christ! Oh my gosh. I don't know if I'm ready. You guys, we're going to have to practice some self-care this next week so we can ramp up into this. 
Help me get him to the no, 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 no. I did my part. I did my part. I got to April and Natalie and I put their stuff in the bag. Buddy, buddy, buddy. What did you think was going to happen to your little friends when the dock couldn't open, huh? 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 It was going to look like a boating accident, but they still live, Mike. They still live. They weren't supposed to die, Mike. Stop I freaking out. I don't want to Wow. Oh my God. I just, we're we're never going to look at Rideshare the same again. This movie premieres on Monday, May 31st. That's Memorial Day. So exciting. So you probably have had a lot of partying that weekend and you can curl up on the couch before you have to go back to work. So Lifetime on Monday, May 31st at 8 p.m. I'm excited. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, Tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder. With Chris Boniello as sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us. 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 I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host. Okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits.